Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikigo podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, and I'm very, very blessed to have the lovely Alison with me. Alison is Hello. a very good friend of mine, and she's also a compact athlete, and she now works for Compact, helping with the Compact French section, which has been amazing. She has done amazing work for me, so I'm very, 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 very blessed to have Thank you. you. Um, so welcome to the podcast, babe. How are you? Thank you. I am good, and you? Yeah, really good. I'm so excited. I just said to you before we started recording, it's so amazing now to have more European athletes being brought into, like, the podcast and like the UK community I think it's just such a great way to connect different people so I'm really excited to talk more about like I'm we started speaking last year I think it was like you placed an order I can't remember what month it was but I think it was summer something like this August or September yeah I think so. Oh God, that's not even that long. Um, yeah, but- because I, I was actually having some tan outside of, of the house and I was ordering my first uh, pairs of NPC shoes like this. So I remember the moment. So oh, summer, definitely. I love that. I love that. So I admittedly, I don't, I know, obviously I know a lot about your NPC journey because I, we, I've been there. But I don't know a lot, like I haven't spoken to you directly about the whole journey. And I think a lot of people will know you as Alison IFBB Pro, but they probably don't know what happened before then. So I think let's start with Alison, first show. Who was Alison at her first show? And then what happened after that? I think that's probably the best way to start this podcast. Yes, so me, I started competing in 2016, in October, actually. Yes, this was my first contest, eight months uh, after starting to diet and work out. So it was really early. (laughs) And uh, the shape was not really good, actually. But uh, it's okay. It was with the same coach that uh, I have still now. So it was my first and only coach. He's from Portugal, so I started competing in Portugal for IFBB Portugal. And it was a small show, like um, the name was the Portugal Classic. And I finished and I've handed, sorry, sixth place. So it was not really that good. There was only 10, 10 girls and it was average. So what we did after with my coach, we decided to take one year off one year of book because I was very new so the shape was a bit uh, weak I was too new for that so we took one year book and straight after in 2017 I did Arnold Classic Europe and I've handed sevens on I think there was 39 girls so yes so it was like crazy my coach was so happy and after that, we did the World Championships in Biarritz, uh, 2017, and I've handed uh, five, top five. So starting from that, still with the team uh, of Portugal, starting from that, we tried to, to do more uh, big international shows. And in 2018, 
Uh, I've made the Portugal championships. And finally, I've won the overall in Portugal. So my first elite pro card there. Then one week after, I've made the European championships in Santa Susana. And I've won my category and I've, I've ended the top three of the overall. So a second elite pro card. And right after that, I've ended the year really bad. <laughs> bad classification. Everything was bad because the shape was fading because I did not have the time to book again after this two show. Mm -hmm. So everything was worse than it starts. And in 2019, I start as an elite pro athlete and I've won. My first pro show was elite pro Portugal. And then I've been uh, qualified for the Arnold Classic Europe professional mm -hmm. and I've ended second. So it was like something impossible for me because I just started in 2016 and I did not Im uh, imagine at all I could end uh, so far. And uh, the first girl who won the Arnold Classic Europe Pro was Jana, uh, Jana Kunetskova. I don't know if you know her, but she is like, yes, Jana. She is a Russian girl, like very known on social medias. And she is like, she was my inspiration since I started. So just holding the end was kind of crazy. And after that, I decided to swipe to NPC uh, during the first lockdown because I have the, the project to go to Olympia mm -hmm. and it was the only solution. Mm -hmm. So that's a bit everything. That's a big jump, like to go sixth, seventh at a bigger show and then straight up to first. Like what, why do you think that happened for you? Like what sort of things did you work on to go from those placings up to the top placings? Because I, I I always like it, like you can't, you know, you can't control, but I always personally like it when I hear someone in your position right now who says, you know what? I do place first all the time. I place sixth, seventh, you know, you're not used to always winning. And I think that is such a good, it's a good experience to have. And I think it's it's a blessing in a way that you don't always get the placing. So yeah, talk to us about. Why do, why do you think that happened, that big jump? What, between, what happened in between those two shows? Between those two shows, what happened is that I saw the, the replays of the, of the competitions. <laughs> and actually, the posing was bad. The look was bad. The shoes were really bad. <laughs> they were not from compact. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so no the shoes were bad it was not um, regular shoes for competition so there was few mistakes i've made that just make the the general impression worse than the shape itself so i have to work on the makeup the haircut the presentation the smile because i was not smiling actually i was really afraid when i was doing my first contest so I've made all of that adjustment and my coach did the adjustment on the shape. And I think that was the, the, the difference that bring me the first place in Portugal and in Santa Susana to win the Elite Pro Count. 
I think that was the difference because you can have a great shape, but if you don't sell it correctly, if you don't have the good, the good jerry, the good shoes, good posing, it's useless, particularly for bikini. I think it's so, it sounds really silly for me to pull out this one thing that you've just said, but smiling is such a big one, I think. Like, you yeah. don't, don't get wrong, you don't have to smile all the time because it's a bit too much, but if you don't smile, if you never smile on stage, I think it does, like, I don't know, you just, you, you don't naturally kind of gravitate or, like, you know, your focus doesn't go to that person if they don't smile because you think, ooh. Like, if you're walking down the street, if someone's smiling at you, you're going to smile back, say hello. If someone isn't smiling at you when you're walking down the street, you're going to avoid them. It's the same thing in the world. Yes. Yes. But I was so, uh, like, I was scared, like, like hell. So I understood that the smile is the best jewelry. So... I have to force myself not to show the teeth, but at least to smile with the eyes and smile with the body and the attitude. But uh, yes, just smiling like this with all my teeth was really, really hard for me. <laughs> like my mouth was shaking. So after that, I decided to smile a bit less, but more with the eyes. Yeah. Have you, did you have any stage? experience from like a young age did you do dancing did you do drama like what sort of who was Alison before competing like who was Alison as a child as a teenager I was doing horse riding actually wow yes so I I did maybe one or two competitions jumping competitions but nothing crazy I just I was just doing it because I was loving the the, the horse mm, love that. so that's all and with your coach like did you have you stayed with your coach the entire time the whole time yes wow yes how I rare is with, that mm. how rare is that in this sport especially to stay with the same coach for that long like what I can imagine for you now for you and your coach he knows your body like so well Yes, and he still have some surprises every time. But you know why I stayed with him? Because before starting competing, I was just uh, with my boyfriend, who was a men's physic, actually. And I was just a normal girl, but I was sick. Like I was feeding myself, but like a busy girl. You see what I mean? So I was feeding myself when I had time for it so finally i discovered that i have an higher and uh an efficiency and it was really bad because uh i could not stay like full of energies i was falling into apples at my job so my boyfriend told me start with my coach he is one of my best friends your else will be in in the right hands and finally he was right because the this coach and me, we learn how to work together. And I was one of his first bikinis because he was actually new in coaching, but now he's taking over a lot of bikini girls because I always respected his plan from A to Z, 1000% uh, uh, every day. 
And the point is that we succeeded together in Elite Pro and in Pro League 2, but it was totally new for us. So every time we learn together, and I advise him, for example, okay, now I am too skinny, I need some glutes more, and he listened to me. So he's not like a coach who says, do it and shut up. We just exchange and adapt together. So that's that's why I stay with him. Like uh, I think he saved my life. I think he changed my life. And I think he listened to me when I speak. So I and now he's like my father. That's so nice though, isn't it? Like when you when you find the right person and the right person like you can have that relationship with, then like some people I think they think that the grass is green. I don't know if you know this saying, the grass is green yeah. on the other side. Like they see the new shiny coats and thinking, oh, am I missing something? When actually, so if, it, if it isn't broke, there is no need to fix it. Yes. In, in fact, the, the, the grass is not greener outside, but the grass is greener when time uh, when you when you let time with your the coach. I don't know if it was a, a good English, but no, I think but yes, it's time. Time to know each other and time to discover uh, what we can do better and everything. Was you scared to move? from elite IFBB elite pro after all the successes was that scary to a tell people you were going to move and b in a way start from the bottom again yes (laughs) (laughs) yes it was so scary I I was so um oh so stressed I was speaking to my boyfriend all the all the time last summer when I took the decision, I was like, you don't think I am too old? I am 30 years old. <laughs> you don't think I need boobs? I don't have fake boobs and things like this. And I was, oh, they need a triangle for NPC. I don't have boobs. How are, how gonna, how are I going to do? And things like this put together. And I was like, doesn't matter doesn't matter if I want to fight for something I need to find in, in the right federation that leads to my goals because after elite pro I don't have any goals I did armor classic Europe and I did uh, the world championships in in pro and this it was it was the end of the of the way in elite pro but in NPC there is Olympia yeah so but yes I was scared I was scared and I was afraid that one of my posing lessons couldn't could beat me. <laughs> I was so scared because things like this can happen. Mm. And you know what? Actually, it happened because Chloe was my client of posing when I was elite pro. And she actually beats me in the overall in Alicante. And you know what? I I thought it could uh, hurt me but finally I was like so proud because I did not do nothing for NPC posing but just the fact knowing someone that I appreciate was doing it so good I was like okay perfect and even Ivana my friend the Spanish girl who won me who won sorry the overall in Alicante I was really close to her in Elite Pro too and she was winning a lot in Elite Pro too. So the top three Alicante was really 
ah, it was something that hold my heart, like really. I love that. So Alicante was the first show yeah. and you turned pro there. Was did you did you plan any other shows after Alicante? Was Alicante the only show you were aiming for? No, I was planning to do Romania Amateur. I was planning to do San Marino Amateur. But finally, it was uh, it was both in uh, in professional. But yes, I was planning to keep going until I got the pro card. But uh, but I did not imagine one second having the pro card at Alicante. I was thinking it was like really hard to get it. But the top three overall was a good um, a good option because mm. it's rare having yes. the top three overall for a pro card. So. Because well. <laughs> I remember you talking about this closer to your Alicante show when you were talking about your physique and the difficulties you were having with peaking your physique because of how your upper body is in comparison to your lower body while trying to meet the MPC criteria to like the closest you can. Can you talk a bit more about the challenges that you have with your own personal physique? just to get it to that, that, that weird balance that you have, like you're full, you still have the condition. Yeah, talk to us more about that because it was really interesting listening to your stories on Instagram about that. Thank you. Uh, the fact is that in Elite Pro, I always was a bit more developed from the upper body. And this is not actually a big problem at the moment you are not too dry. The point is that my base, the, the, my body before the bodybuilding is like really skinny from upper, but like really, really skinny. And the bottom is always a bit fuller of water. That's the point. The problem is that when I start musculation, I took really fast from the upper and the lower I took, but still full of water. So I have kind of, um, a difference between the, the upper and the lower body, which is about the deepness of the insertions. And in bikini, we cannot see too much insertions. So that was the problem. I even had the problem in Elite Pro. So sometimes I was marked down because I was looking like a mini figure. That was a problem because I could not do anything for that, for the vascularity, for the shoulders, except to stop work out the upper body. So what we did for the NPC, because it was a bit different than the Elite Pro, it, in NPC, you need to have more armstrings, more glutes insertions. So it was my weakness. I had glutes, but not insertions, not armstrings. So we had to stop working out the back for one moment, the arms, the shoulder, we just have to work out, but really light. And we had to change the diet too more fats, less carbs, because I had to reduce in uh, volume. And we have to push the cut deeper for the insertion in the glutes to be visible too. So actually when I did the Alicante show, I was really flat and it was a good uh, option for my coach because if I look full of carbs, <laughs> I just look, twice bigger than the other girl because I come from pro. So the other are in amateur. 
So the point is that I was empty. I was empty, dry, not dry as usual, but still too dry. And uh, that was the difference, actually. The diet and stop workout the upper body. It's so fascinating, though, like how even though you have competed for how many years, you're, you still have to tweak, change, adjust, tiny, 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 every time, every time. Um, yes. I find that so interesting. There is nothing that works uh, on the um, line for me. All the preps are different. Like, for example, today I have too much legs. So I stopped working at the quads. Yeah. And, and my life my life is not boring. It's cool because it's everyday different. But I always have to stop one message because sometimes I become stronger on one side. So that's become the weakness. Yeah. And I have to reduce. And then after that, this is the shoulders. So... But uh, yes, so no quads, no biceps, and just now I work out the back, the shoulders, the um, armstrings, and the glutes. I find it very interesting that you are very aware of your own physique, and you're very aware of balance, symmetry, like you can, you're very visual. And I, I think that's why you're so good at what you do with your posing um, and your posing clients as well. But that is something that I've definitely noticed with yourself is you're so aware of these things. Like I remember sending you my physique and I'm really, this is something I need to improve on because I don't, you were, you were saying things to me and I was thinking, I can't see this. Like, but until you said it, like, how have you got like, no, what sort of advice maybe would you give to people that want to get that same level of awareness in their physique that you have managed to do with yourself and your clients as well? Does that make sense? Yes, of course. So I, I don't know the name in English, but um, you know this form? So if you have... Um, X-frame? Yes. Yeah, the X-frame. I was actually thinking about the, the thing to calculate the time. I don't know what is the name for that. I don't even know. <laughs> the, the thing word. that you just turn. Oh, timer. Time. Yes. <laughs> yes. This, yes. This is that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. It's me. <laughs> so the timer. I see every bikini girl I, as a timer. That's a bit crazy, actually. But, but I think to pose or to develop a shape, you have to to get the perfect symmetry from upper to lower with the um, the, th the thinner waist as possible. Mm -hmm. At the moment, you can put your shape into this frame. I think you are on the um, on the good way. Does not matter the shape. Everybody is different, but you have to find your own timer. That's interesting. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know how I discovered that at all. But um, there is many girls I see with great potential, but they don't use this technique. And when I see them, I see that a side of the timer is missing. Like it comes to my eyes like this, and I am like, why you don't turn much more? Because I need to see more shoulders. Because if you don't show both shoulders on stage the waist look bigger mm. so just this frame but 
honestly, I don't know. It's like it come, comes to me like this, and uh, mm. I really like <laughs> I mean, what you said I mean about... crazy. No, it's not. But I, I really like what you've said about finding your own timer. I think that's really interesting because I think you can look at the pros, but some of us won't have the same shape. And sometimes I think we get a bit disheartened because we think, oh, like, yeah, we don't look like Janet or we don't look like Angelica. So we can't get it. But what you said about finding your own timer, like, I think that's really, really important. And I still think that some pros are amazing, but even uh, on Olympia, then they don't use the, the timer technique. I am thinking actually, for example, to Ashley, the previous um, Olympia winner, Ashley Kadvasser. But actually, when I look at her, I think that if she was using maybe the timer technique, she will, she will look awesome, like a thousand times more uh, awesome that she looks now, for example. But it's just a question, question of angles. But yes, I think that if all the girls use just this technique of geometrical shapes, it can change everything. Definitely. So with Alicante and then moving to the pro shows, what was your feedback at Alicante? And what was your feedback in the pro shows? I would be interested to hear if it was the same, if it changed because you moved into a different league. What was that experience for you? So in Alicante, the judges told me that everything was perfect except the vascularity on the upper body and the deepness of insertion on the upper body. (laughs) Still my problem. So they told me that I could place better on the overall if I did not have this problem. That was still a great shape to win a pro card, but not enough to place, for example, better than Chloe or Ivana. So they told me for the next show, you come softer. Okay. With, with less insertion visible. So the time after in Romania, I come softer. So we changed the diet. Uh, we did less cardio. So a lot of fats inside the diet. And actually, I, I had less insertions, and I placed uh, second. You were so close. Yeah, I was so close. But you know what? <laughs> the the feedback after Romania was the condition on the glutes. <laughs> no, don't. So try, trying to soft me for the upper, but it soft everything, actually. So less insertion visible for the glutes. So me against Francesca, it was just the condition on the glutes of Francesca that has made the difference, of course, but eh, that's it. And for San Marino, (laughs) for San Marino, the problem was uh, the light. The judges told me you have a different light than in Alicante, you have a different light light on stage than uh, Romania, the light comes from up. So if you bend too much on your rear pose, the glutes look flat. So don't bend on your back pose because if you stay straight, we're gonna see the volume with the lights coming up. And that was the problem on comparison because they told me when you were walking, the volume on glutes was, was here. 
but compared to the other on the comparison, we don't see the shape because light was burning everything. But how hard is that though when it's when the it's the I don't know when the lighting plays that big of an influence. That's quite hard to. I think even as an amateur, yeah, I can never say this word. Amateur, amateur, amateur. Sorry, every episode, everyone knows I can't say that word now. It's actually embarrassing. But even like if you're not a pro, that is really hard. Like really, really hard to know. And like, what do you do? What, what can you do? Sometimes you don't know that lighting is the way it is until it's too late. Like, so it yes. must be frustrating. Yes, exactly. That's, that was frustrating. But actually, all the other girls, they did it correctly. We saw the shape of the glutes. So the mistake was mine. I was always, even in Alicante and in Romania, bending too much. But this time, with the light, we... we, we uh, the judges pointed my mistakes, but yes, when the lights come from up to the coach, uh, to the judges, sorry, in diagonal, you can bend a bit. We don't see the difference, but yes, if it comes from up, we see where you do the mistake in your posing. So my fault. Like that. I like that. Next topic I want to talk about is one thing I noticed is you have a good not a good a very good ability to stay true to yourself and speak your mind if you think something you're like you are going to say it and it's not a bad thing I think it's really like good that you know yourself but how do you, it sounds silly some people struggle to speak what they think they're worried about you know, what people are going to say maybe etc etc have you always been that type of person that knows themselves very well and can speak their mind the way you no. do the difference is you speak your mind between speaking your mind and being a dick but speaking your mind and it being authentic and still like I you speak your minds but I still think you are a genuine kind person whereas some people can speak their mind and I think you're a dick does that make sense yes <laughs> no but I never been this girl before actually being in uh, in competition uh, before being in, inside the bodybuilding world I was not like this I was thinking things but actually don't say anything don't have the courage to to assume anything i was like a, a little bit clear transparent fade but i was actually i was this girl inside me and but the point is that bodybuilding teach me how to put words and to have the courage to let them out so i am kind of very i can be i can be really mean uh, towards people, but only if they make suffer weaker people. Like I can be really mean in that case, and I have the courage to tell you. And actually, it happens a lot in France. That's the point. I think Chloe told you <laughs> just a bit about that. I don't know, but yes, in France, people are really mean between each other, and they just attack the weak people. So when things like this happen. I am like growling a lot on social media because with the visibility I got on social media, I think I, it's my job to pass the words. 
to to tell the things and about myself um yes the same it was bodybuilding that teach me how to look at myself with uh, an objective point of view and never complained in the um, of how i can say that in the failures mm -hmm. never find excuses always look at yourself if like if you were your worst enemy that's how you're going to progress so i was as hard with me as i can be with the the, the people that are not good people in france for example and i think that's the best way to change and to evolve that situation in france must feel quite difficult and i think any like i think any country any environment like that can feel quite hard to deal with, especially if you are first starting out in the industry. How do you protect your environment and your energy to make sure that that type of person or that type of energy doesn't enter into your life? The point is that it's hard because when you are a first timer, you are exposed a bit on social media, just a bit. So the best way to don't let the bad energies or good energies interfere into your prep is to listen the the critical things but the positive things too but don't take them yeah. even the compliments don't take them because the compliments make you feel like if you were better than the other make you feel comfy and you stay in your comfort zone and you don't evolve like this. So I think you can listen bad and good, but don't take anything. Just do uh, what you think is good. And I think it's how you progress as a first timer. Because the, the, my weakness when I started competition, it was to listen to everybody uh, who told me, you're going to win. You are amazing. And I was like, oh, thank you. And I was trusting them because <laughs> it was friends and family. But the point is that it is friends and family. So <laughs> they don't know anything. And when you go on stage, you lose. And after that, everybody tell you, I don't understand. And, <laughs> and me, after that, I saw the replay of the video and I was like, oh, I feel bad for this girl. The person <laughs> is shit. So yes. Never listen, everyone. Just see yourself as if you were not you and be uh, really critical. <laughs> yes. But even the, the negative things, don't, don't take them personally. Because sometimes it, uh, it happens from people who don't do anything. So yeah. they will just talk. And yeah, they have too much many times, Many times people told me that... Uh, I am too skinny for bikini. I will do nothing. Blah, blah, blah. But, but it was true at that moment. But after that, I stopped being skinny and something happened. Yeah. But uh, well, yes, don't listen. When you are a first timer, just do, do what your coach tells you to do. And carry on. Love that. What yes. are the plans? I'm sorry, because everyone asked the question like, but I need to ask you because I, like, I did get a question actually from um, a podcast, not a podcast, the question box I did. So what are the goals and what are the plans 
for this year for Alison? Okay, so my first stop will be uh, Portugal Pro, the big evolution uh, pro, Mr. Big. This is the first stop in July. Then I want to do the Big Man Pro, Romania Pro, and Europa Pro. But I think I just have two shots <laughs> to win the qualification for Olympia. So only two shots. So it's going to be really hard, but uh, I'm going to work for that. That is for the contest side. For my side, it is to have time to do my videos uh, of posing for IFBB, for NPC, even for PCA, but this will be maybe in the last option. But uh, yes, video of posing and just put them on my, on my website. But I need a team for that and I need time and I need a good uh, video maker. And uh, yes, I need, uh, I need everything about that. But that's not, that's not the priority because actually the posing lessons, they are working really good. But I think now I will need soon because the posing lessons are full, full, full. Yeah. So I think the girls maybe are looking for another option because they cannot have me in a in meeting. Um, so soon it could be a good project. Sounds good. Sounds good. Last question for you. I'm sorry, I didn't tell you this before, so it's going to be probably a little hard. What makes Alison not just a bikini girl? So what? who is Alison away from competing, away from social media? Like, what is something that people might not know about you? Oh, uh, hmm. Yes, I, I did not expect that question. <laughs> I think that the thing that a lot of people don't know is that I am not girly at all. <laughs> I think they expect for me, because I am a bikini, that I, I am like this in my everyday life. But actually, I feel good in pyjamas <laughs> without any makeup without nails, without jewelry. I am not a girl, actually. I think I am between a man, a EP and a girl. <laughs> if, I can, if I can choose between sitting on a chair and sitting on the floor, I will sit on the floor. <laughs> you see what I mean? So I think people don't know I am like this. And actually I am really lonely, a lonely girl, like really wild. And I do everything on my own and don't ask anything to anyone. Mm. That's maybe a few things that people don't know. But, I love uh, that. <laughs> I, did, I did not expect that answer, but I like it. I like it. <laughs> yes, I am like a, yes, really wide, like a, a really wide girl. Like, don't speak to me. <laughs> like, I, I am like, yes, yes. I am afraid of... Um, not afraid of people, but I feel better if I am alone. Yeah. <laughs> on on the beach and <laughs> alone. Where, where in France do you live again? I've forgotten. Where in France? I live um, just 20 kilometers from Paris. So near to the forest and the, the country. Do you travel into Paris a lot? No. <laughs> and you understand why, because I am too wild. But <laughs> there's too too many people for one meter <laughs> you see what i mean like you can have 10 people in one meter in paris so never 
I just went once uh, last week for my shooting for Balenciaga. Okay, Paris is 20 kilometers away from here. I spent two hours and a half in the car to go there. Imagine how many people you have <laughs> to spend two hours and a half in the car to go there. Usually you take five minutes to do that, five, 10 minutes, but Paris, no. <laughs> It's that. not for me. It's not romantic. There is people too much. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. But thank you so much for coming on. Like, I'm so. It's funny. If you would have told me like last year that like that you and Chloe and stuff that would be in my life, I would be like, what? But it's great. Like, it's you are such a positive person to be around, and you are very mm-hmm. real as well. I like the way that you're very honest, but you're not a dick. Like. You're, you're very like Carrie in the sense that you're honest, but you like, you say it in the, in a nice way, which I like. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. That's my boyfriend who actually teach me how to, to, to be honest in a nice way. <laughs> because actually before I met him, it was going out like, uh, like it was inside. And sometimes it was too much, too, too, too hard, maybe <laughs> too raw. No, it's good. It's so good. But thank you so much for coming on. I hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope everyone listening has enjoyed it as well. So I'll leave, as always, all the links. And it will, you probably won't be able to get in with Alison for a couple of weeks. But with her posing, make sure you do get him booked in early. So know that the shows are all going to be happening and it's all going to get very, very exciting soon. So yeah, thank you, babe. And thank you. See you guys in the next episode.